Hey y'all, welcome or welcome back. This is Talk Your Shit with Deja, where we dropped it out because not only can I talk my shit, but I want you to talk your shit too. How y'all doing? I know y'all miss me a little bit, no, I'm just kidding, but <laughs> yeah, Um, so I missed last week and I apologize. Uh, I did something really stupid over the weekend. Last weekend, the weekend before last, however you would explain it, I did something stupid. And so it caused me to miss <laughs> a week. But I am back um to hop back on track. But yes, so um technically it's supposed to be week 26. I was playing, so now it's only week 25, unfortunately. But <laughs> you know, all that matters is that we keep going. Um, so we are at week 25, and like I mentioned in week 24, oh, I can't even say last week because it ain't last week. Um, <laughs> but like I mentioned in episode 24, um, about abandonment, that if you got to the end of the video, you heard me tell you all that I was gonna talk about healing your inner child and kind of taking the month of May to go through and you know, show you all what that looks like or tell you all what that looks like or, you know, go through it with you all. But unfortunately, there's a little bit of change of plans only because <laughs> um, that's a journey that I kind of want to do guided. Um, I definitely will record it and try and turn it into like a podcast episode blog type of thing when I actually, you know, look and see what psycho analytic people or psychotherapy people maybe within my area so that I can do that. Um, because um, one thing that I do re remember is that I don't remember a lot of stuff from back in the day. Uh, again, like when I was talking about um, defense mechanisms, I was saying like, I don't remember a lot, but I don't know if it's from repression or just bad memory. I don't know. But some of the stuff from back in the day, I don't remember. I do remember some wounds, but I don't remember everything. And I just would want to do a guided kind of healing my inner child. Um, but I do still want to talk about it with you all. I do still want to kind of go through the topic itself. Um, we're not going to go through like, you know, me actually talking to every age or like my school ages. But I do want to kind of go through the topic with you all because... Um, Y'all know my website. I found my website. Honestly, it's a website that I should look into seeing how to go about a sponsoring or something because I literally lean on this website for everything, and that's what I've been supplying y'all with. So, um, but yeah, so I, of course, I got a website for y'all that I'm gonna leave in the description box so you could check it out if you want more information. But, um, I do just want to go over it because I do think that it is an important topic to talk about. Um, I don't know if we really focus on it a lot within the black community. Um, or talk about how like we need to heal our inner child wounds. I know we talk about healing, but more specifically, just going back to who you were at the age and, or yeah, who you were at that age, what you were going through, you know, maybe telling yourself the things that you didn't get to hear in those moments, providing, uh, say a sort of security for yourself. Yeah, you can't go back and change the past, but you definitely can, you know, talk to yourself because 
that's the thing about our brains is depending on like our traumas, our brain is still rooted. Like that part of our brain is still rooted in childhood. So our child like self is still in there, probably in a corner crying somewhere because of traumas and stuff like that. So being able to go back to maybe if you remember what you had gone through at age six or what you had gone through at age 10, I don't know, but being able to go back to those times, specifically to those traumas and, you know, you know, reassuring yourself, thanking yourself, um, validating yourself, telling yourself that you shouldn't have been in that position to go through in the first place. Because a lot of the time, the reason why we haven't been able to move on from those situations because nobody ever came and affirmed us from those situations. Maybe some of us had some type of assistance with it, but some of us like literally had to just push that shit to the side and keep trucking. Like you really didn't have nobody saying like, you should not be going through that at the age of eight. Like you didn't have nobody saying like, that was not okay for you to be doing this at the age of seven or, you know, 15 even, because a lot of the trauma that is like memorable that you are acting off of in adulthood most of that comes from like your middle school high school years like from for like i know for some people in the black community you had to start working as soon as you kind of got in middle school kind of high school like you had to figure out how to make money like and that was a responsibility which that shouldn't have been a responsibility as a child like to figure out how to sustain a household as a child should not have been a thing. And you probably didn't have nobody there telling you that that was not what you should have been doing or, you know, or even giving you kudos or words of affirmation for even being able to do stuff like that. Most, most of the time, if you did have to start working, people just was like, that's what you should be doing. You're supposed to be doing that. And, you know, you not finna be in this household and not da, 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 like whatever the case may be when in reality at the age of shit 17 that's not your responsibility um so it's just like yeah we don't really talk about specifically healing your inner child or i haven't come across any podcast yet i ain't gonna say it ain't gonna happen i personally haven't come across any black base or african-american or caribbean or african or whatever color you know black <laughs> i haven't came across any like people of my descent talking about healing that inner child and being able to tell themselves things from the perspective of who they were at a certain age um so i just yeah i just want to go through the topic and um go through some things in the website elaborate here and there I'm going to still try to integrate myself into it since I'm not going to go through the ages with you all. Um, I can share some things with you all. So it's, it's still like I'm connecting with y'all or whatever, but I won't be sharing everything. Um, yeah, because I again, I want it to be guided. I want to be able to really go into depth because I'm sure it's some things that I'm not cognizant of that causes me to do certain things. Like to this day, I don't know why I don't like for people to, well, oh, y'all, I actually think I'm better. Now, a little bit, nah, it depends on the day. But to this day, I don't know why I dislike when people tell me to repeat myself or they like, I like they didn't hear me or whatever the case may be. Granted, 
They absolutely could have not heard me. They could have misunderstood. They could have did something. But I used to always say I hated repeating myself. Like, I'm not no tape recorder. Like, you better catch that bitch on the first time. But I'm getting better. Um, I'm learning to become a little bit more patient. I have my days where I'm still sarcastic and I'm still a little passive aggressive just because. But I would want to know where did that come from? Like, what is that rooted in? where I don't care to be a parakeet. I don't care to repeat myself. I don't care to work with people sometimes. Like I really just roll my eyes. And it could be, honestly, truly, it could have been because maybe when I did that to somebody else, they made me feel bad for it. So then I internalized it and now I don't like it, you know? Um, Cause I remember, I remember like, I try to be better with my little brother now, but I remember when my, my little brother because honestly we are twins like if y'all see us we're twins but and how we act considering that there's a whole 11 year dis difference how we act together is crazy like it's so similar it's scary because again he's 11 years younger than me so at the time when he really would have understood stuff i was like going to college and stuff so the fact that we are so similar is scary. And I remember because when I was younger, everybody used to get on me about crying. Like I shared with y'all before, like I really have become, well, okay, now I don't give a fuck. Like I said, you gonna see these tears. Like, I don't care. You're gonna get these, you gonna catch these tears. But before, like, I honestly hated crying. I like crying was not what I wanted to do at all because in my family, you crying in front of them was like chastisement. Like you literally got called all types of things. Like when I tell y'all bullying did not come from outside of the household, it came from inside of the household, which is the worst. Because if you have to get bullied at home, that's, that's way worse to get. Like I don't get that. And I think personally, that's another reason why I don't care about outside voices. Like honestly, whenever somebody comment on Anything that I do online, I don't give a damn. Honestly, I'll try to say something nice back to you. But I do realize that when people criticize that are close to me, that I care about and stuff like that, I really get on the defensive side. I really take it some type of way. I'm really like, who who is you talking to? Because I feel like I, I had to go through so much bullying because it wasn't constructive criticism back in the day. It just felt like bullying. Like they was just getting on me about any little thing. I shared with y'all about my skin, but the crying thing, um, all types of shit. So I remember for me, because they got on me so much about it, I internalized that and me being older and my little brother did the exact same thing. Mind you, again, we're not close in age, so I don't know how the hell, unless it's genetic, I don't know. But he literally did the exact same thing. And I remember even being like my family and chastising him and making him feel bad for crying. So now I, if I catch him getting frustrated, because I, I noticed where the, the tension comes in is if he can't articulate himself. And I think that's for a lot of people. When people cannot articulate their emotions, they, they lash out. They act out like they don't know how to articulate, not even just emotions, just what's going on. Um, they, they get stuck and they get frustrated. So it ends up. And so for me and my little brother, it was more, so we turned it into crying, but I remember because I internalized the, 
how everybody made me feel for crying. I used to get on him so much for that. And it's just like, now I'm in a better space to where I try to get him to explain what is going on inside his head before he gets upset and yells and turns into us because us is not healthy. And now that I have the the knowledge to know that how they treated me was wrong and I shouldn't be passing that along, like, I, I I try to I definitely try to be better with him and catch him before he gets frustrated and doesn't use his words because being a black man in America you got to be able to use your words because if you don't you never know what situation you're gonna end up in and honestly because he's young like because he was younger it was crying but honestly when they get older it's I think it turns into anger more so um, because they're not allowed to cry which is why I think a lot of people in the black community are called angry because you're unable to cry. So, but you're frustrated. So you can't cry because if you cry, you're dramatic, you're soft, you're weak, you're this, you're that. So you turn it into anger, which is why you got the angry black man and the angry black woman. So I definitely try to catch it. Cause I, the last thing I would want is for my little brother to be known as an angry black man. I'm trying to get my brother, my older brother to understand like, it doesn't take anger to get your point across. Like if you have to slow it down to communicate effectively so that you're not getting frustrated, then do that. But you know, to have to go straight to anger because you can't sit here and cry because you're frustrated or you feel some type of way, but to go to anger is, is not gonna be conducive either. So I'm trying to work on that with my little brother. If I can get my little big brother to change, that'd be amazing. But that motherfucker hard headed and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he ever go change. Um, but I'll never say never. Um, he could one day want to get his life together and not be the angry, angry black man. But right now, I think because he's not used to communicating emotions and letting people know what's on his brain and doing things of that nature, it, it just, it's a frustration when you don't know how to communicate it effectively. And so instead of crying, which is what I used to do, well, I'm still cry, but not because of frustration. I think it's more so like I explained with y'all, like the brain is trying to protect you. So you cry to signal to the other person, like chill out, bit out. But um, he turns into anger. And so I'm just trying to work on that. But that's why I like healing your inner child. It, all, it, like, it literally helps you to become a better person to people that used to do the shit that you did, that you had to endure trauma. Like it helps you to stop passing around trauma like or to stop traumatizing people. Now, are you gonna do it completely? Hell nah, because we're human. <laughs> we're gonna have off days. Like you're not gonna wanna be patient every day. You're not gonna wanna be compassionate and uh, care and all this stuff every day. Like some days you're really gonna be an asswipe. So you might have to traumatize somebody. But you know, the thing is, is like when you go back and you realize like, yo, I do this because it happened to me. Then you start to be like, damn, I didn't even like when it like when they did that to me. Why am I passing this along to somebody else? You know? So yeah. So healing your inner child, y'all. That was kind of just the intro. Ain't that crazy? Just the intro. But yeah. Um, yeah, healing your inner child. It's it's really something that I think would help us a lot in passing around trauma. Because even which I'm going to briefly 
briefly touch on it because I I'm be, I've been thinking about making another part of the Talk Your Shit podcast to where I talk my shit on the because like I said at the beginning in the intro video I want to be able to talk my shit on shows and stuff because I'm a binge watcher and I've been thinking like do I want to do that with my sister which I gotta ask her I haven't even asked her but if she watched this before I asked her beat dog um come on the podcast uh for the other episodes because i want to do like a different playlist on youtube or just a different set of uh episodes that there's an episode that come out on on mondays well no not mondays i would want it to come out maybe fridays and then an episode that comes out you know my wednesday with my babies um but you know and talk about shows so i'm not gonna spend too much on it but what i will say is when you if if you were able to go back and heal your inner child, it will stop you from passing on trauma. So I was watching over the weekend, um, Surviving R. Kelly, the last season that they put on Netflix. Um, and the reason why I'm not gonna talk too much on it because I actually want to talk with her about this because we really have some great conversations off camera. So I would want to talk with her about it on camera. But if R. Kelly was able to heal his inner child. And I'm sure this is the case for a lot of people that go through sexual assault um, that end up, you know, harming others um, in the future. I don't think that he would have became the monster that he became if he was able to heal the inner child. Because mental health was not really talked about in the 90s. I don't think anybody was focused on it. Like, I think for the most part, People knew mental health was a thing, but the religion and everything was so much more powerful that it was just like everybody thought it was demons or you it's in your head or da 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 da, you know, all this other stuff instead of giving it what it needed to be, which was mental health, like something happened to this man. And now the way that he internalized it, he now passes it along to other people. And honestly, he's not the only person to do that. Like I just said, I internalized the not crying thing. And I literally chastised my little brother about crying when that was not the way that that should have been handled, especially because I didn't like when people treated me that way. So I shouldn't have cut him down like that. Um, So I'm working on it. But, you know, if, if R. Kelly was able to heal his inner child, I, I genuinely think that now, again, people have their off days. Do I think that he wouldn't have became a predator at some point or would have been a predator to some, like to maybe one or two or three, I don't know. But it definitely wouldn't have became to where he's getting charged for a whole sex trafficking ring. I don't, I like, I genuinely don't think that it would have got to that point if somebody would have been able to inform him about doing self-work and healing your inner child and actually creating a space for people to be open. Um, Sexual assault is definitely one of those ones where people have a hard time going through it. And depending on how they internalize it, they either want to inflict that pain onto other people or they, they have a hard time connecting with other people and stuff like that. So it's just... It's weird, um, but I definitely am glad that um, we have created a space for people to focus on their mental health, to heal and everything. But yeah, but yeah, like I said, I'm not gonna spend too much on that Survivor R. Kelly thing because I want to be able to talk about it um, with my sister and do 
the talk your shit but the show edition the tv slash show edition like talking shit right now is like i'm gonna have to label it maybe the life lessons life relationship kind of thing and then that one's gonna be the tv show edition i don't know but i'm gonna come up with it but yeah but yeah like we really need healing um and that's not just as an adult when i tell you so many things start when you're a child which I don't know if I shared this with y'all or if y'all would have listened to this part, but like I had came up with this idea, which it probably ain't no new idea. I'm pretty sure somebody said this before, but I I started to realize the reason why we're children for such a little bit of time. Well, granted, low key, it could be man-made too. Like the reason why we're children for such a little time and adults for such a long time. But if you really think about it, like, we're only children for 18 years, but we're adults for whatever. Unless, you know, you happen to pass away or something unfortunate like that, then you're kind of a child. Well, no, you're still a child, um, but maybe you ha didn't get to live like a lot of life or whatever the case may be. But for somebody who has a long lifespan, let's just use them as an example. You're a child for 18 years of that. And then for the rest of those years, you are an adult. The amount of trauma and the amount of shit you go through as a child that defines who you are in adulthood, I think is the reason why we need all those years after to be an adult. Because in such a short amount of years, you become a whole individual, right? And that whole individual could be going through shit. Like you literally could have went through the absolute most. I know a lot of people, that's when you develop such insecurities. That's when you have identity crisis. Cause I know like your teenage years is when you're trying to identify yourself. Like your, your early years is trust versus mistrust. As soon as you come out of the vagina, you're learning how to trust people. And if you don't have a community around you that is actually giving you attention and paying attention to what you need and everything of that nature, you learn how to not trust people. Um, so it's like, one through 18 is such formative years that they define who you are in a, as an adult. But I think the reason why we get so much longer as an adult is because if you're not who you want to be as an adult and like because of, well, okay, if you are not who you want to be as an adult because of how you were raised or what you went through or anything of that nature, it's like you have the whole rest of your life to fix it. And I think that's so smart because forming habits and keeping them is the hardest thing you're going to do in your life. <laughs> and there's going to be so many times where you have you start and then you get knocked off the path, but you didn't you get to start again, but then you may get knocked off maybe 3 years later this time. But then you get to start again. And so it's like you literally need all of the time that comes with like your lifespan to keep restarting and creating new habits. And just as human beings, we grow and evolve. So when you mature, you know, creating new habits and, you know, when you have to move somewhere or you get a new lifestyle or a new environment, being able to create habits, having time to do that. So I genuinely think that you get your whole life rocked as a child. And then for adulthood, you get all this time to figure out how to get your life on track. 
so that you have lived really a good life for the most part. Um, does this work for everybody? No. Everybody has their own time and on this earth, everybody does not get 100 years or even 50. But in the time that you do have, work hard to undo whatever was done in your childhood. And so that's really what healing your inner child looks like. That's really what it's rooted in is going back and providing stuff for yourself that you didn't receive from anybody else. And then, so something that it says from the website, it says the inner child can symbolize hardship, trauma, and even triumph we experience during our youth. And then it says our inner child can drive many of our emotions in our daily life, especially when we are unaware of it. It says when you lose conscious awareness of your inner child, you lose conscious awareness of a part of yourself. In turn, you may experience difficulty re regulating your emotions and act from a regressed state when upset. When you find yourself acting out of character or having emotions that feel uncontrollable, you could be having, oh, you could be behaving from that younger part of yourself that was wounded. So we talked about regression as a defense mechanism. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, go check out defense mechanisms, plug. <laughs> but yeah, we talked about regression and how that's basically um, when you're going through conflict or stress or something of that nature, um, you have the capability or the possibility to regress. So I said, mine is crying. If I'm going through shit, if it gets to like here, I'm gonna cry. Now, they say that we as women use it to manipulate, not me. I'm just gonna cry cause my brain trying to protect me. That's it. That's all. And like I mentioned on that episode, just keep going. I'm not trying to signal stop. If you stop, that's on you. I'm telling you now. I'm not trying to signal stop. I'm just trying to. I just want to keep the conversation going. Like the tears are gonna come. My brain's trying to protect me. Sorry. But for some people, it may not be crying. I know, like it said, there's different stages that we go through um, as a baby that you could get stuck in. So for people who maybe got stuck in um, like the oral phase, if they have high stress, they have to smoke um, or they eat a lot, stuff like that. Um, I think they said people that are like that got stuck in like the anal stage, they're really OCD when they're going through stress. So they have to keep everything organized, clean up everything and things of that nature. So it's so much more to it. Um, I definitely attached the website um, on that video. So if you really want to know more about it, go there or take your ass to therapy because that always helps you. <laughs> you know, what better way to get the information than from the source themselves? But <laughs> um, that website and that uh, episode is very helpful. But <clears throat> yes, regression. Whenever you notice that your defense mechanism is is it results in regressing, it's because something in that is triggered by a child. So, you know, even with the getting angry thing, if you think about how you would have had to respond when you were younger, at some point you probably started responding to stress in an angry way. Um, I know probably for like a lot of boys, you couldn't cry. So you had to get frustrated. You had to get angry because you couldn't cry. Um, so that just became a thing of what you have to do in 
in like adulthood like you can't cry you don't know how to express yourself so you get angry because now you're regressing because that's how you handle conflict when you were a child um even outside of just the reactions and things of that nature also like something i noticed is how we show up in relationships with all type of people kind of reflects how we did in childhood, especially if you haven't realized that that's not the way to do it. I feel like when you become cognizant that you're doing something, you try to do something different so it could be a little healthier. But before you become cognizant, pay attention. Okay. I guess in the midst of you paying attention, you're going to become cognizant. But say if you haven't started your healing journey or anything like that now, and you're listening to me and you're just like, you know what, Dejanae, I want to be better. What can I do to, you know, catch some of these signs or can identify where and when I'm possibly um, regressing or stuck in childhood things? And I would say make note or keep in mind of when you are in conflict and how you handle conflict. That's going to be the biggest key factor to let you know if you're you need to go back and heal your inner child and then start doing new habits to help you to get out of that bad habit. Um, for, for me, I don't think I, I know how to stop crying. <laughs> I don't think I know how to stop crying. It's so hard to not cry. Trust me, y'all. I be wanting not to cry. It's so hard. Um, but I am cognizant that depending on how stressful the situation is, it can get to that point or just how hurtful the situation is or whatever the case may be. Now, what I can do possibly is if I feel like it's coming, I could probably pause, you know, if I have somebody who's going to be impacted by me crying or whatever the case may be, I could probably pause or say, let's let's finish the conversation later and come back um but as far as me stopping it completely i don't know how to do that um what's something else that i do oh with the yelling thing y'all um so that's something i noticed that i did when i was younger too or i didn't notice i just thought i thought well not just now but i've been thinking the reason why i yell of course i learned it from my family and i think that that's the reason why they yell too is because they did it as children um, but if you ever think about like how you react in certain arguments, like when you go from zero to a hundred, did you do that when you were a kid or is that something you only developed as an adult? Cause if you actually pay attention to it and I could be wrong, but when I pay attention to it for me, I noticed, or I thought back and I, I remember just yelling all the time to get my point across. Like I said to y'all, don't know what episode it was. Go watch all of them. And you can catch what I'm finna say, plug. But um, if I feel like I'm not being heard, I start to yell. I, honestly, I didn't realize that until maybe last year that I was actually going through thoughts and analyzing and things of that nature. But I noticed that in arguments, if I start to yell, I feel like you're not hearing me. And when I feel like you're not hearing me, then I feel like I got to go up in volume because, you know, like if if people can't hear you, you get louder, you know. Um, but I mean, they definitely could hear you now. Is they listening or understanding or being able to comprehend what you're saying? Probably not. <laughs> but they're definitely hearing you. But in my mind, I'm like, you don't understand me. So you obviously can't hear me. <laughs> so let me get a little louder. 
Um, so I've been catching myself. Well, okay, I haven't really gotten too much into debates with anybody because I be trying not to go across that line because yelling and stuff gives you a headache. It causes your your when you get upset, it causes your chest to, to hurt because your heart be racing and all this other stuff. So I be trying not to get there. But previously, um, just yelling is 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 it was a reaction that I did as a child. And so I've been trying to catch myself or I've been trying to make note of when I'm getting to that point um, so that I can avoid that. Or I just try to communicate better overall in general so that I don't even get to that point. But again, that's something I noticed that I did when I was younger. Like I would yell at everybody. And you know what's crazy is now that I think about it or I thought about it too, that the episode where I spoke about, you know, the hurtful things I would say to my ex. And now when I truly think about it, I feel like that's some shit I probably did say as a kid. I feel like every kid has told somebody to die or, or like, I want to die or I hope you die or something like that. So like literally when people say you acting like a child, <laughs> like baby, they might be onto something. Like if you're in an argument and you notice like you start doing out of adults, type stuff you're probably regressing because that's probably how you handle conflict when you were a kiddo and so all of the ways in which you're doing it whether it was hitting something or yelling or saying mean and hurtful things or whatever the case may be like if you notice you do that in conflict just think about did you do that when you were a kid because if so why did you feel like you had to do that when you're a kid like, again, for me, the, the getting loud thing, I felt like nobody was listening to me. Of course, you know, as a kid, if you, if especially if it was an adult, well, I shouldn't have been yelling at an adult, but life is life. Uh, but, you know, sometimes adults didn't care what you had to say because you just because you were a child, like just off of you being a child alone. They didn't give a damn what you had to say out your mouth. So then you would get loud. Or like with my siblings, like just having to yell at them and stuff like that because they're not listening. Because I, I was I was the baby until my mama. I always told her she had a midlife crisis <laughs> and she popped out my little brother. But I was the baby. So I had two older siblings. So, you know, getting them to listen and stuff like that. I've always felt like I had to yell my point across or, you know, be irate because nobody was teaching me how to communicate effectively. Nobody was helping me to express myself. Nobody was doing anything. So it's just like how you are as an adult, how you show up as an adult is usually because of what you did as a child, which is why going back into the archives and really thinking about it and going through things, it helps. It really do. It really does. It, and it helps you to have better conversations with your partner or your friends or your family and stuff like that. It helps you to be able to communicate really what is going on and, you know, be able to stop and pause because you could feel your blood rising and be like, wait, I don't feel like you're understanding. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, instead of just getting louder or frustrated or, you know, being able to ask questions before you go to a hundred, you know? And then, um, losing awareness of your inner child. You lose conscious awareness of a part of yourself, which is very factual. 
which is why I feel like I got to do that healing thing through the years with other people um, or with the therapist specifically. I wanted to be guided because sometimes I, I really don't know. <laughs> like, I really don't know. Like, there's pieces of me that I truly am, like, oblivious to sometimes. For the most part, I do know trauma and where it's rooted. Like, a, a lot of it is the bullying at home and the lack of a father and um, rejection and at school and rejection at home. And, and so it's some stuff, like for the most part, I remember some stuff, but some stuff I'm like, Rachel Sabush, because I really don't, I don't remember it. Um, and like I said, it could be repressed. It could be, um, is it repressed or suppressed? No, repressed is when your brain puts it away. So it could be repressed. I don't know. Um, but yeah. But you lose a part of yourself. Um, genuinely, I lost the, like I explained before with y'all, I lost being able to make friends at the rate that I was making friends. Like when I tell y'all, kindergarten, well, all of elementary school, I was make friends, like I was that girl, like I could make friends with anybody. I was cool with everybody. Like when I tell you all the kids, parents, they knew me when they came into town. Oh, hey, did you know? like when we would go trick or treating in the area, they were like, oh, you go to the school with my son or you go to school with my daughter. Or, hey, did you know? Like they really loved me. Like I said, I've always had a little bright light around me. I used to be that girl. I mean, I'm still that girl, but I'm trying to get back there. <laughs> but yes, I really had no problems making friends. Even preschool, one would think that when you go to school for the first time, you will have a hard time. I had a good amount of friends in preschool. Like, we was cool. Like, I didn't have a problem making friends until I literally went to high school. Being, like, that loss of a community being put in a whole new environment. Like nobody told me, and I forgot exactly what it's called, but it's a term for it in psychology. But when you get moved from the trauma from being moved from one environment to another, nobody explained that that was gonna be a fucking thing. Like that I would just wasn't gonna know how to connect with nobody once I left from all my friends in middle school going into high school. But when I got to high school, I really did not know how to operate. And since then, I don't know how to operate. Genuinely, the only way that I make friends is by being around them consistently and just have a conversation. But if I have to, you know, just randomly talk to you, be like, hey, you want to take my number? Like, nah, I'm not doing that. Like, what What does it look like? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not on that at all. Um, so it's just like that impacted me. Even just being able to talk to guys, like the rejection that I received in middle school, uh, elementary school and one would wonder why am I trying to chase after boys in elementary school mind your business Ugh. I've been chasing after boys since preschool why you playing I'm, just I'm not just kidding but I'm just kidding um, I wasn't chasing after them I just like them like I always know I like boys and I, it's funny because I tell my friends this too like I well and I was telling my sisters that I was like I've always known I like older men too because like when I was in preschool 
I remember like it was this uh, class that would come from after school because you know like uh, after school at elementary would go to certain places after school with the kids and stuff like that. So my preschool had an after school program for the people from the elementary to come there. So it was this first grader named Dominic. Oh, I remember like it was yesterday. Uh, I used to like him and I was like, I always know I like older men. I, I haven't ever really liked, well, okay, I'm lying. Throughout <laughs> elementary and middle, I did like people in my grade, but that was more so just from hanging out with them um, and getting to know them and being their friends. But yeah, I've always known I liked older men, y'all. I just always been attracted to. I don't know what it is. Um, but um, but yeah, rejection. Um, rejection. So I'm not super comfortable around a, the the men I'm attracted to anymore. Um, just the the way in which I lost friends, cause I I was friends with the guys first before I said anything. Like I remember being friends with. I was friends with like all the guys, low key. I was like the girl that could be with everybody. Now I'm like the girl you only probably gonna catch with girls. You're not really gonna catch me with a group of guys unless I was able to hang out with them in a consistent manner. And we were just on some ha <laughs> type stuff. But in elementary and middle school, I could hang out with the girls and the guys, like easily talk to to both. Like I remember fourth grade, it was a new kid that came in and I was like one of the first people to hang out with him and play with him on the, the um on the, the the jungle gym or at like recess and stuff like that. But it's like all of the people that I got close to. I'm thinking, okay, it's only right that, you know, we be girlfriend and boyfriend. Like, it shouldn't that be the natural step? But then I also went to a predominantly white institution. <laughs> so I never really seen, well, first of all, I probably was like one of three black girls. <laughs> so I definitely did not see any of the, the white boys at my school dating black girls. But in my mind, I'm not thinking of like that, that, at that time, I'm not thinking that's why they rejected me. Um, I also had a little rough edge to me, which is why I think I could hang out with both. Like, I, like when I tell y'all I'm androgynous, I'm androgynous. Like, I know how to be feminine when I need to be, but I also know how to be the homeboy when I need to be. So I was literally homeboying with the boys, which is probably what threw it off, too. It's because maybe I didn't stick with the feminine side like honestly when you start thinking about it and when these men be talking about they don't want no masculine woman i do be understanding y'all like i really do and i ain't gonna hold y'all but hey i don't know it could be race it could be the masculine thing it could be it could be all types of stuff but like needless to say <laughs> all the the dudes i got close to in elementary school they all was like i just see you as a friend after being friend zoned, then I lost my friend completely because now I guess I've messed up the friendship or whatever. You know how people be like, oh, I don't really want to tell them that or I don't want us to date because it's going to mess up the friendship. That's kind of what happened all together is like I would tell somebody I liked them. And then after a few, we just would not hang out and talk, which was so weird. Um, but you know, <laughs> so I think I internalized that. And so now I don't even. I don't even put myself out there um, for the most part. I'm getting better. I Like I said, I'm identifying what went wrong in the past. I'm getting better to 
a better understanding. So now I'm giving those choosing signals and stuff like that. But before, if I liked you, <laughs> I'm just gonna look at you and hope you 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 look at me at some point. But then if you look at me, I'm probably gonna look away. Like I was so intimidated to to even look in the direction of somebody I was attracted to because in I don't know, like, not necessarily then was I thinking, like, okay, if I do talk to this person, we end up talking that I like them, and then they could possibly end up leaving because I like them, but it's just, like, all of that stuff could be internally, you know, your subconscious, it'd be on to a whole nother level, so I think subconsciously, my brain was probably just, like, okay, if you, if you approach that person, you you could probably tell them you like them or whatever the case may be. Either you're going to be rejected or y'all might end up, well, not like them. Say you just introduce yourself, you get the number or whatever, y'all start hanging out, and then you tell them you might like them, and then shit just goes left. I think that's also the reason why a lot of us don't necessarily, um, what is it called, ask those hard questions in the beginning because for me, now that I'm thinking about it, like, this is this the real shit. Like, y'all, I just be going through thoughts with y'all, but it be all coming out while I'm going through it. But while I'm going through thoughts, like, even just the fact of me telling people I like them and then I lost a whole friend, that may be, and that could be different for other people and how they would have got rejected when they were younger. But that could be the reason why people don't ask those hard questions. Like, are you looking for a relationship or what are you trying to do? Or are you trying to be married? Or do you want kids? These hard questions, because maybe when you ask that hard question in the past, like you lost a whole person, like you didn't even have your friend anymore, really. Like you lost a whole person, like they just abandoned you. So you stay away from those tough questions so that you don't lose people, but you still could possibly end up losing them anyways. So now I'm learning, just get the hard shit out the way. If you know you want to be in a relationship, ask that shit. If you know you want to be married and with kids, ask that shit. If you know you don't want to do none of that stuff, tell that shit. Like, don't run away from it because they could still end up leaving out your life anyways and you never even addressed what you wanted in the first place. Like, nobody ever knew what you wanted. So it, it might have seemed like nobody cared, but you never addressed it. So it's just like, get it out the way have those tough questions but again when you start thinking about the stuff from your past and what would have hurt you and what made you feel some type of way you really start correlating because I can really correlate that that's the reason why I don't ask nobody about really like they can ask me what am I looking for but I don't really ask that but now okay now moving forward I will ask that like I said now this is a whole new day Janae you get it but 2022, 2021, <laughs> 2021 days, Janae, you might have been able to slide with, you know, with the bullshit. Like, or I'm just trying to build a connection or I'm just looking for a friend. Or you would have been able to get away with the bullshit. But 2023 days, <laughs> I'm not here with the bullshit because I'm tired of like when I tell y'all I'm tired of getting a concussion. Granted, I could probably get another one before I get to my, like God really when he got something for you, he gonna let you bump your head 555,000 times just so you can keep relying on him that he finally gonna give you after that 556 time, give you what you have been asking for. But <laughs> I'm tired of bumping my head like concussions hurt. And I done got so many concussions, I'm tired of bumping my head. So 
I'm just trying to see the stuff that I do now, where is it rooted? So that I one can identify the emotion that it's attached to, address that emotion, and then do something a little different. I think for a lot of us, we don't know what these actions, like what is the emotion it's attached to. Like people who have trust issues, it's usually attached to um, lack of security and fearfulness or being scared, or that's the reason why you have trust issues. Because if you have trust issues, that means something, your your security has been breached in, the, your, in your past, um, maybe when you were younger or in earlier relationships, whatever the case may be, your trust was breached and there was a fear that was instilled within you when your trust was breached. Um, and so now when you go out into this world, you now have trust issues, but instead of you saying, you know what, I'm scared that I'm gonna go, like, that I'm gonna do this or whatever. Like, I'm scared that you're going to leave me. I'm scared that you're never coming back home. I'm scared that whatever the whatever the fear is, you're not communicating that. You're just keeping it surface because you don't know what it is because you haven't done the work. So y'all, go deep into your past because that's where you're going to find a lot of your answers as to why the fuck you keep doing the same shit or running into the same people attracting the same people like baby the one lesson that i will continue to take with me till the day i die is if you don't work on your past it will continue to repeat itself like is it that's why they say like learn learn your history because it's bound to repeat itself they, I'm sure they don't just say that because of society. Like, if you take that quote and apply it to yourself, learn your history because it's bound to repeat itself. Learn what the fuck you went through in your past because I'm sure it's going to happen again. But the thing is, is what are the results that you want to come from out of it? So say you had an abandoned ass father or whatever the case may be well we know that boy number two well man number two he's not a boy who grown man but man number two he has i don't even know what the hell but he has triggered so much of my abandonment issues had i been able to heal or identify whatever that was back in the day and why i felt the need to have to keep people around and people please and all this other stuff, I wouldn't have been in that situation. Or I would have known how to navigate through that situation. Or even just having the people around you to be able to guide you too. But it's like, history will repeat itself. <laughs> it will. It, it may not even look exactly how it did in the past because of course, you ain't gonna run into a new dad that's gonna ban you. But now you run into a new man or now you run into a new woman that gets to abandon you and trigger something else, but it's still the same. It's still based or rooted in the same emotions that came from childhood. So it's just like, pay attention to your history. Go back. Honestly, a lot of this stuff is hard. It, it, it really is hard and it sucks to think that damn i really went through all this shit when i was just seven or five or ten or whatever age but it helps you to figure out how to maneuver when it comes into your life again and again it's not going to be similar 
but it's going to be able to help you to do a little maneuvering. Um, am I going to be able to avoid um, avoiding people all my life? Mm, probably not. Am I going to be able to get them the, the fuck out of my life quicker than I did before? Yes, sir. Bob, <laughs> I will. I will not sit there and entertain avoided people. If you don't know how to talk to me and and intimacy and connect with me and love on me and commit to me and all this other stuff, get the fuck out of my life. Like, um, shoot, like, what are we here for? Like, and so it's just like. As you start to learn more about yourself, you stop putting your, you stop leaving yourself in situations. One thing I do want to say before I end this is that a lot of us, something I've noticed um, in the past months or so is the reason why we sit in unhealthy situations is because as a child, we had no choice but to sit in unhealthy situations. Think about that, y'all. The reason why you sit in unhealthy situations now is because when you were a child, you had no choice but to sit in unhealthy situations. You you could have ran away, but there was no running away. There was no escaping. There was none of that. Like you literally had to sit in unhealthy situations and learn how to cope. That's the reason why your grown ass do that now. That's the reason why your big grown ass will sit in an unhealthy ass, toxic ass, abusive ass relationship and try and figure it out. Because what did you do as a child? When your parents maybe gave you a whooping, you couldn't tell nobody. <laughs> like, who was you telling? Who was you calling? If they beat you, who was you calling? And, and I'm not even just talking about that regular whooping. Because, you know, black people... There's regular whippings and there's abuse. <laughs> there was some motherfuckers that got abused and couldn't tell nobody. The only reason why somebody might have would have found out is say if you went to school and you were at pee and you had to change clothes or something. Or maybe you went to the doctor and somebody seen a bruise. But who were you telling? No, you had to sit in there and figure it out. If you if you got picked on at school, where were you going? Nine times out of ten, your, your parents couldn't afford to put you in a different school or didn't have the resources to move you to another school. What did you have to do? You had to sit in that shit and endure it. You had to learn how to cope. So the reason why you will sit your, your grown ass in a relationship now, and that's any relationship, that's not even just romantic, but I think romantic is the one that we'll sit in the longest before we get the fuck ASAP. But you'll sit in that because you, as a child, you learn how to cope. But you shouldn't have had to learn how to cope. Somebody should have been there to protect you. Somebody should have been there telling you like, yo, that is not okay. Your parents shouldn't have beat you till you were black and blue. Them people at school shouldn't have jumped you. They shouldn't have been picking on you. It was not okay. Like you are beautiful. You are love. You are everything that you, you do. Like, I don't even know. But you are that person. Somebody should have been telling you that and that you did not deserve to go through any of that as a child, but nobody did. So now as an adult, because of all the traumas that you had to sit there and cope through, that's how you do it now as an adult. You be in an abusive relationship. Oh no, I'm not leaving. No, we're just gonna get the get back because now I'm an adult. 
So we get to get back. If I get cheated on, now I'm going to go cheat too. If I get hit, now I'm going to hit back. Now I'm going to sit here and endure this stuff. Because I've learned how to cope unhealthily when I was a child. But gone are the days. And I really, truly hope that whoever sees this really understand that gone are the days where as an adult, you have to stay in anything that is abusive to who you are as a person, to your mental, to your physical, and to your spiritual, if anything abuses it. Now, it's different if people hurt your feelings or something like that. But if somebody abuses you, again, physical, mental, and spiritually, Gone are the days where you have to sit in that. And it's not okay. It's not okay for them to treat you like that. It's not okay for them to hurt you like that. It's not okay for them to, to talk down on you. It's not okay. And you deserve better. You are worthy of better. Like you, you, you have the capability to leave. Like honestly, every day that God gives you to wake up, you have the capability to leave. Do so. Don't stay in anything that is not helping. Like what I said, anything that ain't helping you to rise, get out of it. It's if it's causing you to decline or degrade as a person, get out of it. It's not worth it. Truly, get out of it. And so, like, that's that's the one thing I like. That's really the last thing I wanted to say. Mostly is because I tr I see so many people talking and this is why i think that we really truly need to talk about healing that inner child because when you start to compare because you gotta think the stuff you're doing in your your adulthood is the shit you learn what to do in in childhood these are the habits that you formed in childhood it only helps to relive it i mean not necessarily relive it but to remember it to go through it to understand like the emotions that were attached to it so that when you come across it in the beginning, like in the future, you get out of it. And you have to be that for yourself. Um, I, I learned, <clears throat> I heard, and then I started saying this, but truly I am becoming the girl or the woman or the person or the source or whatever. I am becoming a resource that I wish I had when I was younger. And the fact that I'm able to go back with myself and tell myself, like, I, I feel like I did I do this on the podcast? I probably did in the camera, but I don't think I was talking to my, well, no, I did say my younger self. I, I was just naming out ages, but I was just thinking myself, like, if you truly think about all the shit you went through <clears throat> and the fact that you're still alive to this day and you're still functioning and it might not be to the capacity you want it to be, but you're still functioning, you're still alive and you're still going. You have to think every part of you from age zero to however old you are now. And genuinely, I thank me for being so fucking resilient because there was many a times where I thought about suicide, many a times. And I think I tried, like as a kid, I feel like you try, but you don't really try. Like for me, I, I remember I would, go up under the water in the bathtub and try to just stay up under there. But of course, you know, I popped up because I can't breathe. Like, 
I had to pop back up. But and then there was a time where I tried to strangle myself, but you know, I didn't like hang it so I could drop. I had tried to strangle myself, but when it hurt, I had to stop. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, and I don't even know if this is okay to say. I hope. I don't know how YouTube and stuff work. I don't know, y'all. Bear with me. I'm sorry. If it's if it triggers you that I'm saying anything, so my apologies. It really is my experience. Um, I'm not saying these things to trigger anybody or to cause any harm to anybody. It's more so just sharing things that I went through and maybe we can connect rather than trigger you. But <clears throat> I tried doing all those things when I was younger and I was never successful. Um, I remember even being in college, there was a point where my grades fell off. Like I was on academic probation about to get kicked out of school. And I was thinking about just taking everything that was next to me. Like I had prescribed so much stuff. Now, granted, it probably wouldn't kill me. It would have probably, or it probably wouldn't have harmed me or deleted me. Let's not say killed. <laughs> Let's say deleted or harmed me. It probably just would have gave me a big ass stomach ache. But you know, I was thinking about popping all of those. And so the fact that, you know, I'm still here and I'm able to help and I'm able to guide and I'm able to help heal other people by sharing my story and helping people get through it, how I got through it and helping them to realize things about themselves. That is a blessing in and of itself. Um, like truly your story is your testimony. And if you are capable of using your testimony to inspire others to help others do it like when I tell you do it because you never know whose life you're saving and genuinely it could be saving your life too um we talked about altruism and stuff of that nature which is like one of those good defense mechanisms but I truly think that when you're able to help people to <clears throat> To me, it seemed like you're helping people to kind of stay accountable for the stuff that you went through and stuff of that nature. But when you're able to help people off of your own story, be the source or the resource to people that you didn't get yourself, that's such a blessing. That's so much beauty in that. And the fact that I'm able to do that for others, and, and this is just the beginning. This is not even how far down the road that, you know, I actually, because once I'm married, I get to help people in that way, you know, or, you know, once I'm like in a relationship again, I get to help people that way or, you know, whatever I may go through. Um, <clears throat> I get to help people by my testimony, by my story, by my hardships and everything of that nature. So from zero to 25, almost 26, I thank myself in every year that I, I stayed alive. I thank myself for not giving up on myself. Um, I, I think a lot of people, and I'm not gonna say they give up on themselves, but there's a lot of people that do delete themselves. And you know, the fact that I was able to get through those thoughts, get through those those times of really wanting to give up on myself that I was able to hold on. And now I'm able to share my story and help other people hold on and be a light for other people and everything like that's just beautiful. So I thank me all the time. Um, and I love on me and I just pour into me. And like, I've never really had negative self-talk, maybe when I was younger, but nowadays, there is no negative self-talk. Like I really only pour positivity into myself um, because I need it. 
I didn't get it as much as I needed to get it when I was younger. Um, and now I love when I get compliments. It just makes me feel so good because like I said, when I was younger, I was bullied so much for my skin to get compliments and be like, oh, your lips are so beautiful. Or, you know, oh, you got a bit of black. Okay, now I ain't gonna hold y'all. I do be a little skeptical when people be like, oh, I like you because you got the vitiligo. Like, I'm not a fan. I This is not Winnie Harlow type stuff. Like, uh-uh. We is not finna fetishize people with vitiligo. Uh-uh, that's not okay. But, you know, the fact that I'm getting complimented for that stuff now, um, the it's just... The fact that I'm just complimented for who I am as a person, I get told so much that I have a good energy about me. Um, I do Uber and stuff like that. And I get so many people that literally will ask me like, girl, do you do pickups? Like, can I give you my number? Can you take my number um, so I can just call you? Like, I, I like you so much. I really don't. I don't want to have to just go through the app while I'm here. Can I just call you? I mostly say no, um, but I started saying yes because why not make money or whatever but you know the fact that people are so attracted to me now and my energy and who i am and you know it's just so beautiful and i only could get to that place by be by being able to realize what was holding me back and what was stopping me um because now like there's a confidence to me that i don't even know how to describe it's just something different and i don't even even know how to explain it but it's really just the air about me now that I just I feel like I really have gotten and I still am in the process of getting back to my old self but I feel like I'm back to my old childlike self that would just show up in a classroom and command it everybody to love me like <laughs> like everybody loved me like honestly I I very rarely it may be some people that dislike me, but it's very rare that I have people that dislike me just because of the type of person I am. Like I I try not to be too step on your toe-ish type of person. I'm usually very positive and everything like that. So I've always had a gravitational pull and I feel like I'm getting back there and I love it. So if I could give y'all any words of advice is that healing your inner child is necessary. If you have the capabilities to go to therapy and work with somebody to go back through the, because I know they said like for some people, they could be re-traumatized by bringing up the past by themselves. So being around somebody that's licensed to do it, um, to help guide you or be there as a support is smarter than trying to do it yourself. But if you have the capabilities to get a therapist, get a therapist. I want to um, do that for myself is to get a therapist and have somebody guide me so I can do it the right way. Or, you know, if you're like me, where you like to think and do the work yourself, start thinking about the different events that you had to go through in your life that caused you harm, distress, or anything of that nature. And See if it correlates to anything that's showing up in your life now. You know, it might not look exactly the same, but see if some of the stuff is rooted in the same place. And then now you can start identifying like, oh, this is why I don't do da 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 This is why I'm not a fan of da 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 Like, this is why. And you start to be able to formulate new habits and become a, a new healed version of yourself or working towards becoming a new healed version of yourself. So 
do the the inner child work because it is only going to help you moving forward. Um, if I if I could give this message to all the black people in the world do the healing work because there's a lot of trauma that goes untalked about. It gets pushed to the side and all this other stuff. The only thing is, is it never disappears. So it's going to come up somewhere in your life. And if you don't ever figure out how to handle it, you're going to be stuck for forever. Um, so do the inner child work. Go back and really think about where this stuff could have started because i'd be damned if it really started just in your adulthood now it's some stuff yes that could have started in your adulthood but majority of the the fears and the uh stressors and the triggers and all that stuff majority of that comes from childhood go back and work and dig and heal and affirm and you know big up yourself and you know, all the stuff that you would have needed when you were younger, but you never got. Give yourself that and you will be a better person for it. But yes, I'm going to end it right here because I didn't know it was going to be this long since it wasn't much that I wanted to read from off of the website. Most of it was anecdotal, but y'all, I could talk. I'm telling you, I be... No, I'm just kidding. I didn't know it was going to be this long, but you know... It's definitely way more I can say. Um, this is a topic that when I start having people come onto the podcast, you know, in my in my birthday year, not in my birthday year, in my birthday month, November, when I start having people come onto the podcast, I want to dive into that with other people. Um, I want to make this podcast a therapy type of show without being a therapist. Granted, I may be going back to school, y'all, so I might be, you know, LMHC in the next two years or whatever, but we'll see. But before that, I want to turn this into a therapy show, so a therapeutic show, let's say that, therapeutic show, still got to go to therapy. But I want to turn this into a therapeutic show where people can come on here and we can really just talk about stuff they, they were never able to talk with people about when it pertains to their childhood or even shit in their adult lives and really just digging deep because I want to open up a space for those conversations. A lot of times we just talk about everybody else and speak on everybody else's shit because we never really want to get too in detail and stuff like that. Like, nah, I want people that want to come on here and talk their shit on their shit and be able to pass along their story so that they can inspire or encourage somebody else to share their story and help to jumpstart other people's healing and stuff like that. So I want this to be a healing show overall for this segment. Like I said, I want to start the show, the TV show and the uh, movie segment. But for this segment, I just want this to be a healing segment. And I might even change the name for the, the TV show thing just so it'll be something different. I don't know. But but yeah, heal. Y'all know heal, therapy, all that good stuff. Self work, self love, self care. Do it. Um, but yeah, um, so I'm gonna end it right here. Um, next week, cause we're gonna stay on track from now on. Um, <laughs> so next week we're gonna be talking about the different types of love. Um, I I thought it was cute. Um, my guy number two actually told me about. Well, he asked me was I gonna talk about it some months ago, and I was like, I didn't even think about that, and I didn't even know what it was. But then I was like, I looked it up, and I was like, ooh, 
Let's talk on it. Um, Because I like being able to label stuff. Like, a lot of people be like, they don't like labels, but they really like labels. And I like being able to identify stuff and not just be like, oh, yeah, that. I want to be like, that's this type of thing or that's that. Or because, like, definitions. We give words definition for a reason. So I want to be able to identify. So, yes, we're going to talk about the different types of love. I want to get out of the deep stuff. Well, it's still deep. Um, but not go into no more crying type of stuff. And I don't know what else would be crying. So yeah, we're gonna go to different types of love for next week and you know, share that, what that looks like, um, what you should be aspiring to in your relationships or with family or with friends and things of that nature. So yeah, which that probably should have followed like unconditional love or something like that, but it's okay. We was flowing, and now we go flow back. So, um, yeah. So, thanks for tuning in with me. We're gonna stay on track uh, for the next few months. <laughs> we're like, we're not gonna skip unless I do something else stupid or I'm just tired or whatever. But we're gonna stay on track. Um, so keep an eye out for my reels because those are gonna get back on track too, and everything's gonna get back on track. But yes, this is talking shit with Deja. No, wait. Should I do that first? No, let's do. Okay, so like, <laughs> comment, subscribe, and then um, check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and then you can follow me on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and yeah. <laughs> Tune in with me next Wednesday, 7 o'clock, where we're going to talk about the different types of love. And yeah, this is Talk Your Shit with Asia, where we drop the eye because not only can I talk your shit, but I want you to talk your shit too. And I will see y'all and tune in with y'all next week. <laughs> Bye.